is with Dr. Baker J. Baker, and that would be me. Uh, today, my guests are still Apostle Marshall McGee and Randy McGee, but they've been traveling, and they're on their way, and as soon as they get here, we'll bring them in. So, Father, we thank you and we praise you that, oh, there they are, hallelujah, right on time. Okay, we thank you and we praise you for what we're going to discuss today, and I thank you that all of us just go ahead and you give us answers to give to the people in Jesus' name. Welcome, uh, Mar uh, Apostle Marshall and Prophet Randy. Come on in. Thank you. Greetings, Good to see greetings. you. We just, we just got back from celebrating. I was saying, they better make it. <laughs> okay. Last time we were together, we were talking about we were going to bring some solutions, but I want to. I want to submit something to you. Um, do you I, I was thinking about something, different temperaments, different personalities, different types of, of beings are more prone to um, uh, thinking about suicide or, or actually doing it. And I was going through, here's something that happened just recently. I was going through an intake form with a new client and um, there was a question on my intake have you thought about or have you contemplated suicide in uh, whatever length of time or something of that nature? And so the uh, many people, people leave that blank because they don't want to answer it. They don't want to, uh, you know, they don't want to have to deal with it. Right. But mm -hmm. even when it was answered, it was answered. Well, I've thought about it, but I wouldn't do it because this person is dependent upon me, this person is dependent upon me, and if I did this, this is what would happen here, and this is what would happen here. So um, many times I'm seeing that a deterrent of suicide has been because of other people and not because people see the worth and the value in themselves. And so, um, but, uh, you know, I just wanted to make that statement just to share that with with uh, with people. So sometimes one of the, the things that we need to do is to let people know how important they are to us and right. missing from the earth. Then it would be something, you know, uh, that would, um, you know, that we would truly, truly miss them, letting them see that they have value. So. Right. Uh, Going to talk about some of the other things that people can do. So uh, it's open to either one of you, whoever wants to start. You guys look great. Well, thank you. Give yeah, you just had a birthday, birthday, huh? Yeah, my 70th birthday. Oh, you're still just a little baby. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marshall, so that makes you a double baby. See, that's the reason I treat you the way I do. I see. I see. It's all good, though. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> it's all good. I love it. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So go ahead. Um, one of the things that um, I think that we can do, or even we can teach people to do that are going through that um, suicidal adulations is to when those, because they are thoughts a lot of times. So when those thoughts come, what can they replace those thoughts with? They can replace those thoughts with something else. It could be with music. It could be with, you know, call up a friend of yours and, and talk because the, the bottom line is that we got to get those thoughts out of their head. 
So if we could replace that with something of interest, you know, going doing an exercise, going for a walk in a park, having a pet, you know, uh, until they can get the help that they need. Those are small things that can be done uh, okay. to uh, change that mindset. And, you know, the other thing is seeing the value in themselves. So how do you talk to yourself? And sometimes if you can talk to yourself about the future, you know, so if this happens, I'm not going to be able to fulfill my future plans, you know, what God has for me, you know, and the things that I could do to be creative. So uh, even thinking about their future uh, would help that. I've noticed that a lot of people, when they get ready to do that, they're mad at God. So they, they do this number. They say, I don't really give a damn about God. God don't care about me. So why should I care about him and fulfilling his plans? Mm -hmm. Some of the things that um, uh, some of the recent people that uh, I know that, you know, getting feedback from family members and stuff. These were some of the things that came up. And these were actually mm -hmm. not cursing. Okay. So, right. Uh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's that hopelessness and sense of loss that people experience. About a little bit over a year ago, well, last January, my oldest brother passed away unexpectedly. And weeks after all that went down and dealing with this, it was just crazy. But thoughts, every once in a while, I still think my brother died and he probably didn't even know he was dying. Um, and that weighed heavy on me the first few months after he passed away. Um, and I didn't think about doing anything to myself, but just those thoughts came to me, like, he probably didn't know he was dying. What's up with that? Uh, and I think when people start having thoughts, particularly if they're feeling the disconnection from the loss of a loved one, or it could be a loss of a job. It could be a, a number of things where you feel great loss or you've experienced tremendous hardship, or at least in your experience, it could be feel like a tremendous hardship. And I know that's enough sometimes to cause people to say, God doesn't care about me. Uh, you know, why I try to do anything for him? He hasn't done anything for me. Look at my life. Look at my situation I'm in. And so it's all of those or, or, or some of those factors that can push people toward that because the reality is when you feel like you're just isolated and alone from everybody, like you're the only one in the universe, uh, it can contribute to those kinds of thinking. When, pe when people start to think about, uh, uh, you know, these kinds of things, you know, wh what has God done for me? One of the things that was really interesting, uh, someone let me know something that and they said, you know, I'm not mad at Jesus. I'm just pissed at God because God would have done something. Isn't that interesting? That yeah. is interesting. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. Is. I'm, not angry. I'm not mad at Jesus. I am not mad at Jesus. But God, mm -hmm. right now, I am so mad at God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and this is, you already know it. I mean, it's not a uh, one that that uh, is deep in the scriptures or anything, you know. But the mm -hmm. the um, you know, that statement, that statement kind of took me aback. And I said, OK, well, why are you angry at God? Because God could have done something. Mm -hmm. 
actually scriptural because Jesus says it's not me that does the work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it is God. I mean, <laughs> so, so, you know, I have to, and, I, and I've dealt with people that were angry like that uh, with, with God uh, to try to help them sort those feelings out. And I think that particularly believers, I don't think, I don't, was this individual a believer? That maybe that was my question. Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, kind, uh, you, you know, not a, not a deep, deep, um, raised, raised, uh, in Catholicism, but actually, uh, uh, actually this one actually seems to know more of doing more about the word of God than, than, than people that are supposed to be so deep, you know? Wow. But yes. It's a believer. It's a, it's, it's one that, that, call, that, that considers a Christian. Yeah. So I think, it's I think, it no, no blame on Jesus. God could have done something. And yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a big thing. It really is because there's expectations that people have that don't get met. And I think that when we do have expectations that don't get met, uh, especially if you have an expectation that God is going to intervene on your behalf and nothing happens. And if you're crying out, maybe not in a prayer per se, but in your soul inside, and you're crying out. Here, here's, let, let me give you more information. Okay. 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 It, it's, it's like, I prayed and I prayed and I did what God wanted me to do. I prayed and I asked and I, 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 he, he knows that I, I wanted this. Why is it that, that, and he doesn't care. So if he doesn't care about me, why should I care about him? And we're finding more and more uh, 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 people with suicidal ideations and actually committing suicide from people that are supposed to be born again. I mean, you know, all these ministers that have done it. Uh, oh, yeah. Them in here, they hide the fact, but you know what's happened, you know, uh, whether drugs, alcohol, or, you know, I mean, some kind of overdoses and all of these kinds of things. And what it is, is an anger with God. So how at, do as clinicians, as a chaplain, as as the body of Christ, as a as a prophet, as an apostle, as a as a pastor, as whatever. What do we? How can we? Um, uh, firstly, talk to the person if we're interacting in that, and then talk to the relative or the 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 team that can have a uh, uh, a intervention uh, uh, type of a thing. What tools can we give them? It's open. Yeah, I think the greatest, but well, one of the, for me personally, one of the greatest things that I'll do is ask questions. But I try to be sensitive in how I ask particular questions. And I think even if somebody, and we tend to, our intentions are wide, right or well anyway, and somebody could have a major tragedy or someone could pass away in a major tragedy. And people that know the person, the, the first thing they'll ask them is, what happened? And then the next person, what happened? And now you got 20 people that you got to repeat or try to. And I think sometimes because of curiosity, people do that, but they may not be the best question to ask because people are dealing with the suddenness of what happened or, or if they're considering suicide. Uh, I think being able to be sensitive to that, but also listen to the Holy Spirit, because he'll give you how to talk to people 
on how do you approach and as a believer and as a spiritual leader that's really my first go-to that would be my first go-to uh and and in a sense what i do because i've gone to suicide scenes i've gone to where spouses have suddenly died or somebody just took a gun and blew themselves away and as i'm on my way to that situation i'm praying as i'm going then father show me what to do when i get there Speak to me. Show me what to do. So when I get there, I can minister to those people that uh, I got that call from. And generally, he's so faithful. He always gives me what to do or what to say. Sometimes, initially, I don't say anything. I just introduce myself and say, hey, I'm Pastor McGee, and I'm here to serve you. Uh, what can I do for you? Uh, and usually... If there's something where the police are involved, because I'm a police chaplain, I go, is there any questions I can answer for you? And that helps me start a conversation. And sometimes when a person, uh, that might work even when someone's considering suicide, you could ask that question, uh, what can I do for you? How can I serve you uh, so we can help get uh, some resolution here or get you back to a place of peace? Okay. That's generally what I do. Randy, um, do you have anything to add to that? Um, I've dealt with people that, you know, have that kind of mindset. They, well, my own brother in that case, you know, and like you said, the bottom line sometimes is they're angry at God. The bottom line is there's an anger issue in there. And the anger issue is people have let them down. People have rejected them. And so now all of this, throughout the years have accumulated and so it's become anger it's become bitterness and now it's becoming self-destructive so listening to that person hearing them out you know without judging them is one of the things of helping them to release that anger and then together helping them to find a solution looking at a, another side of life that you could take these things and you can, you know, we can, um, we can create a situation that will work for us to better us, to better our situation. We cannot allow, you know, helping them to know that you can't allow people to um, bring you to that point to where all of their hurtful words are now, you know, killing you. And so what can we do? So we have to, first, we have to see the value in ourselves. So we have to help them to see that you are valuable, regardless of what anybody thinks of you or what anybody has said to you, you are valuable. And there is a gift on the inside of you. There's a plan that, um, that God does have for you and, that, and to help them to see that God wants to give them his best. But we have to get past this rejection, we have to get past this hurt so that we can see clearly, you know, and along with, of course, praying for that person. And because there is a spiritual situation involved, their voice is talking to them, but we have to also dismantle those voices that help them to see clearly that they are valuable and that this is not the answer. 
Okay, here's the thing that comes up. I've heard that mess before. God, if God has something on the inside of me, he has not shown that to me. <laughs> what good does this do? You go around preaching, you go around talking all this God crap. That's just the kind of thing that they say, right? But I'm hurt. You see, I'm hurting. I'm hurting. I'm going through this. And God is just wherever he is. If he's real, then they go into that. If he's real. Yeah. I'm talking yeah. about preachers. I'm talking about ministers. I'm talking about the ecclesia. I'm talking about everyday uh, 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 so-called. Yes. This is the kind of man. And, and teens, I've seen this. It hadn't worked for you yet. And you still doing this and this is still going on. So why, where is this God? Here are the kinds of things that people are actually running into. And then parents or friends pray and, 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 and they're being able to truly hear. See, you and I can hear because we're on the, I mean, this is what we're trained for. We train at this every day, but mm -hmm. uh, you know, to be able to hear. But this this new believer or this person that that uh, is coming out of religion, you know, does not mm -hmm. recognize what they have in them. What are some of the things that we can do in this? Because we we have a it is a crisis, and, right. and it's hitting every. I mean, it's hitting it, it, it's it's hitting every person, everybody. It's hitting, I don't care what, what nationality you are. I don't care how much money you have, how much money you don't have. It's hitting it. So mm -hmm. this is the, 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 the kind of thing that's going on. They just blew so, up. That just so did. So I, talk so to out them. Of that, we, so out of that, we also have to go to the root. What's the root of this problem? And that's where the Holy Spirit can show us, you know, as the person that is ministering to them, showing us the root of that problem. Once we see the root of that problem, in other words, it could be anger or rejection. So if it's anger or rejection, so we have to diffuse the anger and we can replace that anger with showing them that they are worth being loved, that there is hope you know that because death is not the answer you're never going to see the answer if you destroy yourself right now it's good so if you're going to see hope hope is one of the things because all things are subject, 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 subject. we're getting feedback yeah. we're getting a lot of feedback oh. you were doing fine what are you doing, Marshall? Trying to kill this noise. Sorry. Right. Okay, okay, we should be okay. There you go. We and we can't negative because I've been in situations where people were dealing with issues, and if you come out negative, you come out depending on your demeanor, it's gonna affect their demeanor. And so mm -hmm. I do, so I have to calm myself and I have to release the love that's in me to them and, and trust because they're at a place where I don't trust nobody because the people mm -hmm. I have, they've let me down, you know? So now we have to build up that trust. We have to build up that, that confidence 
that there is hope. And Marcia, if, can, if they can oh, see that there's hope, then we have an open door. I think that too, for me personally, if they're that far gone, I tell them, go ahead, scream, jump down, up and down, cuss if you have to, whatever you, get it out, and mm -hmm. then we'll talk. Yeah. Uh, because if they can do those things and not feel that they're already feeling nobody cares. And sometimes in the church world, we can make people feel so guilty about being true to their feelings. <laughs> And so at the end of the day, if it came to that, I would say to a person, just go ahead and let it out. Scream, cuss, whatever. Shout at heaven. I, it's not going to bother the Lord. He can handle it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we can go from there. You know, that, that's really true because a lot of times people are so religious. Um, I mean, we in the, church, in the church world, you know, I mean, it's even interesting. Do you know that sometimes some of the things that I say makes people blush? Can you believe that? Wow, for real. <laughs> yeah, I'm blushing I can now. That, <laughs> I'm blushing. <laughs> I can believe that. It's the truth. Yes, it's the truth, though. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I, I think one of the things that 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 is happening in our society and in the in 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 the thing is that um, some of the temperaments. Let me let me. Uh, oh yeah, we got time for yeah. that. Some cover, yeah, let's look at those. Yes. Huh? We're gonna look at the temperaments. Like in the the melancholy, for instance, they tend to be uh, uh, very lonely and 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 seldom want to open up to others. Here it is. And especially if they are uh, a melancholy and in inclusion. And, and here it is. They, they rarely recover from loss of a loved one, uh, not just through death, but any loss, divorce, job, transfer. This is what Randy was talking about. In addition, they are what they call perfectionists and struggle with injustices in life. So they really have a problem. And I'm talking about inclusion. You know, there's inclusion, control, and, and they, they, they have that in inclusion and in affection also in those three areas. Of, and there's two areas of their lives. And what happens is they don't feel that they're loved by God, loved by people. They're, they are all by themselves. They've given everything. I mean, they have just sacrificed for everybody. And no one has done anything for them. And so mm -hmm. there's there's uh, there are things to bring them to reality. How do you bring them to reality without crushing them? How does a family member, how does someone bring them? I mean, you and I, uh, I mean, th this is what we do, okay? This is what I do for, as a profession. So some of the tools that I use, I would not advise for someone to use because they're not skilled in that. So- yes. mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is, what would what would you um, what would what would you you know what would you do to bring them to the reality of what it is that they need to have when they're going through this kind of a thing? Because this is what's going on. As Randy talked about it first, this is what's going on in their head. You know, it, it's almost like in in that uh, play, um, uh, whatever. Nobody likes me. Nobody loves me. Um, you know, prayer on Broadway. Um, uh, the Jewish play. Anyway, you know which one I'm talking about. 
and I might as well just eat worms or I might as well just do away with myself. And this was a conversation that many, many young people are having, not just young, mm -hmm. older people too. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, all of this, for all of you and, and nobody, nobody, nobody cares about me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so what tools will we give family members? I'm talking about family members that are not skilled, you know, and, and some of them know very little of the word of God. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what, what little tools can we give them? You're talking about giving the relatives. I given the given yeah given the relative yeah. or friend or or someone that uh mm -hmm. you know that's not equipped that's not they don't have the equipping that we have they don't mm -hmm. have uh they're they're not skilled in the word of God yet they just came into right. the God these are the right. kinds of things that are happening you know um, right adversary is he hits you when you first come in. He hits you at first and he tries to destroy you. And now it's even, I mean, you know, with all the stuff that's going on, people making suicide packs, people doing all these foolish kinds of things. But the people mm -hmm. around them are, are not equipped. And so right. last two programs, I'd like for us to be able to give them something, just giving the lay people. Well, I, mean? I, think, the, I think the very first and most important thing is for family members or people that are close friends is to get them to talk to you. Get that person who's going through suicide, get them to talk to you, to even vent, you know, if they need to vent so that you can hear them out. And maybe without you even saying anything, just hearing them out and, and, and then um, taking them out to, a different environment, you know, to where it's a different scene, inviting for a bite or some coffee or something just to get them out of that atmosphere and changing the atmosphere. And then, like I said, hearing them out. And then um, after they've heard them out, then um, they can make suggestions, you know, of, you know, well, why don't we, it's for the future. And they can make the suggestion on, well, let's, um, let's see, the suggestion could be telling the other family members, you know, that, hey, our brother, our sister is hurting and we need to all come together to support each other. So, you know, I had to deal with that in my own family, talking to my family heart to heart, telling them, hey, our children are dealing with depression. They're dealing with things that we didn't have to deal with. So we, as a family, we need to see how we can support them and communicate with them so that, so that they are not bombarded with depression or with suicidal. So we could get the family to work together as a family. That's a plus right there. If we can do that, we're just about out of time. Here's one of the other things. Many times what happens is this, is that they're so private. They don't want you to tell nobody about their business. And then when they do it, they'll yeah. feel betrayed. So we, uh, we're, we're just about at the end of our time. We've just gotten our little thing here. And we're going to continue this next week as we finish it up to being able to give people to handle and to help those that are in distress thinking about killing themselves. This is Dr. Baker J. Baker. 
uh, uh, Apostle Marshall McGee and Prophet Randy McGee, McGee saying thank you for joining us at Still Telling It Like It Is. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. See you next thank week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.